Inspiration. Such a demanding thing. Or does it have to be? You can't make something if you're not consuming something. Or I create art in ordinariness. One doesn't have to look very far. Let me say a, a cosmic phenomenon. In conversations, ideas come to life. All of these things can be wellsprings of creativity. I want to be able to teach people, inspire people. That's where it all began. Somehow managed to see an opportunity where others didn't get it off the ground. People resonate with it and it's become its own thing. They told the story around it, and that's what really inspired me. There's so many possibilities. It's a very big pond, I guess. Thankful that I got like super bored not doing anything, so that made me start putting myself out there. Just be yourself. Just appreciate everything. It's all material. It's a podcast for and by creatives. My name is Aubrey, and I dare say it's all material. Let's get to the nitty-gritty now, shall we? It's all material! Welcome to the show where we talk about all things creative and the other things that come with it. This podcast aims to show some love to all the artists all over the world, and today I'm so happy to have this guy with me. He has built a great community through online gaming, and if there's someone I know who's this dedicated to gaming, it's gotta be him. And he's also just as dedicated to Star Wars and lightsabers, the man behind the legendary yogurt gaming. How's it going, Mike? I just come in and, or do I just introduce the next guy? No, just... <laughs> hey, Mike. <laughs> My name is Mike. I'm going to be introducing yogurt a little bit later. Is this a, is evening? Yeah, it's the evening, but you can also say good morning because it's still morning on your end. Good morning. It's five o'clock somewhere. So good afternoon, <laughs> wherever you are in the world. Yeah, maybe at a tiki bar, it's 5 p.m. somewhere. <laughs> it's 5 p.m. somewhere. And just a little icebreaker. I assume you already started watching the book of Boba Fett. How do you find it? Uh, episode one? Yes. Mm, don't really know how to feel about it. I know it's the pilot episode, but we already know that he escaped the Sarlacc pit, right? Yes. So I don't. I didn't really need to see the details of how he escaped. I would have liked to leave that to the imagination a little bit. Yeah, like the goo, uh, all the goo that went with it. Yeah, because I know that there there has been material out there, right? Where mm -hmm. uh, in the extended universe, originally, like before they actually officially released it, uh, there was a few. There were a few books, comic books, uh, that depicted his escape from the Sarlacc pit. I never wanted to read those simply because I don't care how he escaped. I just wanted to know that he escaped. It's similar to the the Kessel Run, right? Yeah. When Han says, "I did the Kessel Run in." something 12 parsecs yeah uh i don't care that i didn't know what that looked like i just like that that was a thing you know what i remembered you told me that you did not like not knowing so why are you saying now that you didn't need to see all of that that's so real that's that's, <laughs> a, that's a real life that's a real life thing right the not knowing that's that's a real life uh that's that's a real life key but, but with star, star wars, wars I like having a little bit of mystery, right? I don't, <laughs> I don't want everything explained. Right, right. And I also love the musical score. It's the same guy who did the, the music for Mandalorian. Which theme do you prefer? Do you still prefer Mando's theme or? Mando's theme. Everybody like... has a theme, right? Yoda's theme is one of my favorites. Princess Leia's theme is one of my favorites. Yeah. My all-time favorite is The Clones and... Ahsoka Tano, this is funny because I actually spoke about this to my dad when we were driving to the farm for oh, the yeah. weekend. 
we talked about the themes and how you could mm-hmm. always tell if there was a certain person that was supposed to come on screen based on the theme, right? Uh, and the Ahsoka reveal, as soon as she ignited those lightsabers, you knew that it was Ahsoka Tano, not just because of the mm-hmm. lightsaber, the, the classic Ahsoka Tano lightsaber reveal, mm-hmm. but she they, they played her theme in the background. Right. Boba Fett's theme, not as memorable to me as Darth Vader, simply because... At the time, mm-hmm. you know, of watching the Empire Strikes Back, yeah. The Imperial March just overpowers everything. Yeah. So I didn't notice a Boba Fett theme originally. Right. So that when, when it came out in the book of Boba Fett, it wasn't something that really wowed me. Uh, Mandalorian, the Mandalorian's already been out for, what, two seasons? Probably you should give it another chance. Who knows? It might surprise you in the coming episodes, you know? I'm pretty sure it'll catch on. But until, like... I watch a couple of episodes. I don't think I'm going to be whistling the do 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 Sorry, the Mandalorian is just going to stick in my head for a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure of that. Let's let's have that every time we have dead air. You can just hum that. Yeah, I could just hum. <laughs> I could just hum a random Star Wars. It's time for guess that theme. That's. Well, that's Duel of the Fates? Yes, that's right. Yeah. See? That's 100 imaginary points to Gryffindor. <laughs> Have you okay, watched no, the... Right? Well, I'm not going to go into Harry Potter here. Nope. Yeah. Have I you don't. Watched... Nope. I, I, the 20th anniversary. To... <laughs> I've said too much. I've said too much. I've opened a can of worms. Nope. <laughs> Closing that door. Okay. Okay. Let's close that door immediately. And let's move on to your gaming channel, Yogurt. Tell me more about it. It's not really that big of a, a page right now. Um, like You're just being modest. You have a huge community already. I have a huge, not really that huge. I have an average, average community for, I mean, I, I stream for fun, basically. Um, when I stream, when I started streaming, I mean, it was more for shoutcasting for Mobile Legends. It actually underwent two name changes. Originally, I was just the Maltiser. Mm. Then it changed to Maltiser Gaming. Uh, that's what I was known for in Devout for shoutcasting for Mobile Legends. Mm-hmm. You really roll off the tongue. Not many of the locals really understood what a Maltiser was, mm. so they couldn't really you know, relate. Yeah. So I had to change that brand. Uh, and I went with something that was simple, although it was already mm-hmm. taken. Uh, so I added a couple more O's and it stuck. Yeah. Five O's. Uh, five total. O's. Five O yogurt is basically a, a brand of success, I guess now. But so far we've, you know, I mean, I cater to a couple of different audiences, specifically Mobile Legends and Ragnarok Online Mobile, which is probably the most productive game that I've played or the most productive community that we have. A lot of what I what I put out there uh, caters to a Ragnarok Mobile audience. Uh, and I love the game since, you know, I don't know when I started playing Ragnarok, I think that was around 2000. I don't even remember when it came out, when the original PC game came out. Yeah, I spent quite a lot of money on that uh, because you had to pay... The cards, right? You had to buy the cards. Yeah, for the time to play. And that was the, one of the games that actually stuck just simply because I liked the gameplay. It's very simple. It's 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 a role-playing game uh, where you play a different character. 
uh, or you play a certain role. There's so many possibilities, right? There's too, there's so many things that you can do in this game. I think one of the biggest things when it comes to gaming is it's not only the game that you play, it's the, it's the people that you play with that helps you stick with the game. I like this game because I'm not going to say I'm the best in it, but I'm getting better at it. And it's something that makes me feel good, especially yeah. when I win my PVP or player versus player games or matchups. So. Oh yeah, um, I was just wondering if um, some of those players that you used to play with before are still playing with you now. It got me curious. Oh, my cousin plays, but he stopped playing. Uh, he was probably one of the first people that really introduced me to Ragnarok. And he played a hybrid knight, which was, it's a knight that with an unor unorthodox build, basically. So usually when you think of the knight in a role-playing game, these are your frontline tankers, right? Mm. He decided that he wanted to make it a battle knight. And I don't know if you, if you heard of World of Warcraft. I've heard of it. Probably yeah. you have. I haven't been living under a rock. Uh, <laughs> but even if you even if you haven't played i'm sure you've heard of world of warcraft yes i've heard of it uh yeah. back in world of warcraft when it first came out there weren't that many jobs right there were it was very limited to you know just the basics you have your mage you have your classic mage mm -hmm. your classic knight your classic uh healer uh-huh and then, of course, you had the elf, which is the archer, which which came in a little bit later on. Uh, but you'd never play a knight as somebody who would do in, in our world, we call it burst damage or DPS damage per second. You'd never play it like that. You would play it as a tank who is supposed to soak up damage and not do anything more than just soak up damage. So mm. when you talk about a hybrid build, that's he, right. Mm -hmm. My cousin, he he was probably one of the first person I first people I knew who did that type of build. It was not a very good build but uh it didn't work for him it, it it ended up being a really big failure but i mean that's probably one of the the, the beauties about role-playing games is you can change your stats right in the game not like life where you can you train your whole life to become a nurse and then immediately well i mean in life you can probably do that you can't really shift immediately to engineer from nurse it'll take time to retrain you know some similar to similar to that you can pivot to a certain other yeah he, he pivoted the right way back but with the game it's way easier exactly. yeah it's way easier to change roles when you're role playing in a game so your cousin right now he's one of the guys who got you into playing ragnarok what about mobile legends like how long have you been playing mobile legends oh i started that I'm not going to say that I started the Mobile Legends community in the Val, but I was probably <laughs> one of the very first people who actually played Mobile Legends. I'm going to say that because nobody else played it when I was playing it here in the Val. Like before it was cool. Yeah, before it was cool. <laughs> I was probably playing it a lot more. I started streaming a lot more than a lot of other people. Uh, and I did it for fun. I was streaming out of Starbucks, actually, uh, because wow. I was playing on my phone and then <laughs> I just discovered a way that, to stream. I was looking for different ways to stream through my phone. And back when it first came out, uh, there was that issue with data not becoming unlimited. You'd have to work around a certain mobile plan that you'd have right. at Globe uh, that allowed me to stream it unlimited. Uh, but Globe was not cooperating with, so I had to stream from a Wi-Fi source, which was Starbucks. Shout out to Starbucks, SM Ickeland. <laughs> <laughs> send the check that got you through your first streaming yeah stages. so yeah. we start, i started playing um mobile legends and it wasn't really that big of a, of a game people really didn't think that it would grow and i started inviting a couple of friends uh that i knew were gamers i'm gonna hit 
this now because it has some hardcore gamers that would be like, hey, that's not a mo- that's not a game. You're not a gamer just because you play mobile games. You're a gamer no matter what platform you play on. If you play on a Wii, you're still a gamer. If you play on a Nintendo, you're still a gamer. If you play on a PlayStation, you're still a gamer. And I do believe that if you play on a cell phone, you're still technically a gamer. Mobile Legends is a MOBA, a MOBA game. Yes. The beauty of that is I started playing Dota a lot. I never really got into any other type of MOBA. Mm, exactly. But the mechanics were very similar. So it became a game that I really liked because I was I love Dota. I love Dota growing up. Just knowing that there was a mobile version I honestly remember thinking the only reason why I play that game is because I searched for Dota Mobile online. (laughs) And that's what came up. Wow. That's what came up. And there were other alternates to that game at the time. Uh, King's Arena was one. Again, it, it was one of those games that it really sparked my interest because it became something that I could play on my phone. I didn't have to buy a computer for. And I introduced it to my friends. They were like, this is such a stupid game. And then a week later, they would be like, let's go download it. And I'm like, how long have you been playing? He said, I played for the last 24, 48 hours. Uh, this is Cyrus. His, his, his name's Cyrus. He has a page as well. He's MySci on Facebook. Uh, he, he was the top global. He's one of the top global uh, marksmen uh, in the game when it first came out. I was top global tank, specifically Tigreal for a bit. Awesome. Uh, when it first came out, we, we immediately lost that. Uh, <laughs> we immediately lost that glory uh, once players actually started playing. <laughs> More um, once the player base actually started growing, but we were there. We were there for yeah. the very start. I remember going to Tagum for the first tournament, uh, and this is what really started my page as well. Um, the tournament was sponsored by a gaming organization here in Davao known as Mice Gaming. I think I've talked to you about them. I, I, I may have int- talked to you about them in the past, but not really in detail, uh, but they started the first mobile legends tournament in tagum uh, and we were the first we were the very first champions of the mice gaming mobile legends tournament Amazing. in tagum you were the ogs not naval we're the ogs <laughs> i remember speaking english to the conductor of the van i said how many more people is it going to take to fill this up i need to go to tagum to help my friends help, help my friends dreams come true <laughs> And he he looked at me and he said, Kulang pa, kulang pa unom dong. Or we're still missing six. And I told him that I'd pay for it. And he said, okay, let's go. Because I was in a hurry. I didn't want to be late. And I got there and it was, we were, I was mm-hmm. still very early. So I, uh, <laughs> but, but we won, we won. Uh, and it was, a, it was a really good game. What really got me interested in the shoutcasting piece, or, and again, I, I think this is going to lead up to it. There was not really any shoutcaster shoutcasting my games. Growing up, playing Dota, there was always a shoutcaster when I watched um, Dota games. There was always a shoutcaster, especially in the Dota 2. When Dota 2 scene, the Dota 2 scene started, there have been a lot of shoutcasters. I'm not really going to say their, na- their names here because they are very controversial. Um, but there <laughs> okay. were a lot of shoutcasters. Um, you prob- I'll, I'll tell you why offline, but they're a little bit controversial. Um, mm. But there are a couple of shoutcasters that are very hype. Um, some of them are still active. This one's not that controversial. I can say his name's Gods. Told the story so well. It doesn't matter who is winning or losing. 
you always felt mm. like there was a chance for either team to win. Ah. And that's called controlling the narrative. Yeah. It's it's a storytelling, there's a storytelling technique about it, right? You can build up suspense around, yeah. you know, you have your ticking time bomb uh, suspense where you have the team has to race against the clock. Right. Giving you that thrill while the other side is winning and then your team is losing, yeah. but you still feel that hope that you might win. So um, I think with the show, Casters, that's also what they do for you for people to root for for the for the underdog and then you know the the usual things that make everything entertaining correct so i'll give you an example of that do you have you watched the wwe i think i've watched a few or world wrestling entertainment it's probably the, the most realistic thing out there <laughs> um but that's where i learned how to how to shoutcast basically was from watching the wwe because You'd have the underdogs, you'd have the obvious underdogs, but you have people like JR, um, Jim Ross, and you'd have the king who would be shoutcasting the entire match. And you'd never think, you'd never know who was going to win. Yeah. Basically, it's because the way they would speak is they would keep you on your heels and uh, they told a story around it. And that's what really inspired me to do shoutcasting is when I was playing, mm. I didn't feel that hype. I didn't feel that, oh, Yogurt is now attacking the enemy tower. Here he comes straight down the line. Here he comes hitting the enemy tower and he's done it. They won the show. We, I didn't hear that. And I wanted to be the voice that people would hear before they won the championship that hyped them up. Mm. Um, because it's a very, very, very nice nice feeling and i didn't get that originally i mean there was a shoutcaster uh, and he was a good shoutcaster but he wasn't really you know the type there's there's two types of shoutcasters you have uh one that's supposed to do the analysis quite boring at times and then you have the one who's very hype or who we actually call the shoutcasters these are the ones who mutter a lot of profanities if you're <laughs> listening to the filipino shoutcast and that's normal or who spill water if you're listening to other other shoutcasters so they're the ones that are super hyped up getting the crowd hyped up not really talking about the analysis of the game uh, but i was both of those rolled into one um, when I started out I was very monotonous I was very monotone simply because I couldn't tell who I wanted to pander to or what the audience I wanted to pander to was. the mobile legends audience is mostly local mm -hmm. I'm not saying that they didn't understand it but because in my brain I'm thinking do I have to speak in Bisaya do I have to speak in Tagalog do I have right. to speak in English I'm super comfortable speaking in English but what if they don't understand what I'm trying to say mm -hmm. so after winning the the first tournament we got to to Davao. Second tournament, we won that one too. Uh, and then a third tournament, we won that one as well. Oh, wow. Landslide. And I still didn't have, you know, any shoutcaster. So I was really always thinking, you know what? What if I started doing the shoutcaster? Uh, I know what's expected when I started off. I mm -hmm. was getting feedback that I sounded like I was reading the last two results or the, the results of the lottery. <laughs> I was re reading the results of the lottery and I said, you know what? I think I understand why. It's because I was too, I'm not going to say biased but I always knew who was going to win technically based off of the lineups. So again, I said, you know what? I had to implement that WWE storytelling nice. and really build that narrative around it. And it became more and more fun to, to really do that. So I started, you know, here's what the, here's what the enemy team has going on for them. The underdogs right now, they are the underdogs. Mm -hmm. It's going to be an uphill fight, but anything is possible in mobile legends. So let's wait for that epic comeback or something like that. I'd start by, you know, trying to build it up. I thought to people, 
people that there was still a chance for the losing team who I knew that I was going to lose, who still eventually ended up losing, could actually have a chance. Mm-hmm. And then people people were were on the edge of their seats because they were always waiting for that epic comeback because I'd leave it up in the air, giving them some type of hope, even though there was none. People love hope. They do. Yeah. Hope, 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 hope. <laughs> <laughs> when you do the shout casting, like, do you already know who's going to win or not? Can you predict that? Is that something that you can already tell firsthand or? I've played enough to know a team composition would have an advantage over another one. So from the, from the picks alone, like from the hero picks, there's a very high chance for you to predict the winner. Mm. Now it's not always the case because there are three things that contribute to the win. Uh, it's one is the team composition, two is the execution and three is the communication. So I'm sorry, the communication and then the execution, no matter how good your picks are, if your heroes are probably the most OP heroes and this, ha- this goes across all games whatever you're playing if you're if there's no communication there's no execution this goes across life if there's no (laughs) communication or execution it's not going to work out so regardless if you're no doesn't matter if you have the best player in the world if you have five people who are determined to stop that best player together Mm. you're probably still going to lose you could have the best player in the world the best picks in the world but if you have five people working as a team who started playing probably mobile legends since they were eight years old, seven years old, growing up. And then Mobile Legends has been out six years now, seven years, almost seven years. It's coming up on seven years. If you've had people playing from eight till 14, I mean, that's six years of bonding that you're not going to get. It doesn't matter how good you are in the professional scene. If you have I see. people who don't even need to talk to, to execute their strategies, you're, you probably still might lose. Exactly. Yeah. Friendship, friendship and, and butterflies. I mean, that's that's the winning combination. Yes, exactly. That's according to a champion. Osiris, friendship and butterflies. Yeah, we, we won. We won not because we were the best players in the world, but because we were doing things that, you know, probably the best players say for Tagum specifically, the best players in Tagum never expected. Mm. So um, what advice would you want to give to like young people who also want to pursue shoutcasting and like stream their games online? Like what type of advice would you give them to encourage them to pursue it? Don't stream to earn money, basically. Not starting out. If you're streaming to earn money, nine times out of 10, it's not going to work. There are too many streamers out there. There's too many good Mobile Legends players if let's so I'm going to use Mobile Legends as an example. Unless you're super good at the game, unless you're the top one player in your local area, people are probably not going to watch you. If you're just an average player, you'd better be damn well entertaining. Otherwise, people aren't going to watch you. And again, even if you are probably the most entertaining person out there, it's a very big pond, I guess, for Facebook. Facebook is a very big pond. And I'm going to say Facebook because I watch other platforms. I watch Twitch, uh, YouTube. There are no Mobile Legends streamers on Twitch. There are, but they're from South America. And not a lot. They don't get a lot of viewers. Uh, YouTube, not a lot as well. You'd probably upload highlights to YouTube and get views that way. Yeah. But you don't get a lot of viewers uh, just from live streaming again. Facebook is the best place to go if you want to stream Mobile Legends because a majority of your your audience is going to be from Asia. Right. And Mobile Legends is still probably one of the biggest MOBA games that you can play on your phone in Asia. There are a lot more celebrities that are noticing this and are endorsing 
using it. So if you're going to start off streaming, you don't really want to start off with the idea that you're going to make millions, right? You see a lot of people who are super successful. They got a million views. You got a million followers, 4,000, 5,000 viewers per day. And if you compare that to what I have... I mean, again, I've not really been, you know, the the audience that I cater to is a very small audience, right? But I think that's that also has its advantage because you know that your growth is also organic. Exactly. That you know that even when right now um, you still have some target numbers that you want to hit in the future, but you know that those are authentic people who really want to be part of the community. And I think that matters more. It does. It does. If you want to make money, though. Um, it's not, you can't really do it unless you put like a hundred, 150, 180% into it. Like I have work outside of, uh, when I stream, if I did give that work up and put all of the hours into streaming, I could probably build a community faster right? and I could probably get a lot more views. You know, if I spend my entire day doing what people like to see, and I know what people like to see in Ragnarok. I know what people like to see in Ragnarok. I know what people like to see in mobile legends, I could do that, uh, but it takes a lot. And again, you have to invest not just your own time, but even a little bit of money out of your pocket initially to start up. There's what separates you from the others. And I mean, people have gone creative about it, like even using two cell phones to stream. You have one cell phone that's viewing the other cell phone uh, for Mobile Legends so that people can see you actually playing with, they they actually see your hands Uh, doing the work on the phone. (laughs) I I don't know if you've seen those type of streamers, but those type of streamers have become really, really, really successful simply because that's out of the box thinking that you'd probably never think of, you know, anyone actually doing. And only in the Philippines would that get you that many views. If that was something that you were doing in probably one of the Twitch, or if that was something that you were trying to upload in YouTube, there aren't that many opportunities if you want to stream on those other platforms, especially if you're playing mobile games. I started doing that. You know, I tried to hop on the hype of Among Us when it first came out, but then it became more of a, I don't want to stream to stream this game. I don't like the added pressure of, you know, messing up. I don't have that many viewers. I don't really, who, who am I, who am I streaming this to? It'll be like, as if I'm talking to myself mm, and then okay. it just became more and more of, you know what, I'm just going to continue streaming for fun. It's a, it's a, it's not my primary source of income. I do get some offers every now and then to do shout casting for mobile legends do shoutcasting for this, this, and that. I do get paid to do that. But at the end of the day, that's not my primary reason for why I stream. If you're streaming to make money, especially if you're a small streamer like myself, my average viewer count, it doesn't exceed 30. On good days, I'd probably get 80 to 100 on very good days. Since that I'm streaming on Facebook, where the algorithm, as long as I'm playing the game that's plugged in, it'll shoot it to everybody that's following the game. So let's say, for example, I'm streaming Ragnarok online. There's currently 1.8 million followers for Ragnarok. Everyone that follows that page will get not really a notification, but you know, you know, when you click on a video and then you scroll up, Mm -hmm. it'll give you some suggestions, right? For what you want to watch. If you click on a food video, it'll give you food video suggestions mm-hmm. only a lot of the time. Yeah. If you click on a gaming video, however, it'll give you right. games under what you are, what you follow, 
just a couple of tips and you could probably get better tips from actual successful streamers out there. But some of the tips that I did get from a lot of successful streamers is really focus on your craft, be the best at what you be the actual best at what you're trying to stream. That's one way to be successful. Another thing is put content out there, build, build a community around your content. Exactly. Right. Um, like my content is very limited, but at least I know that there are a couple of people who, if I go live, will come to my stream just because I'm playing this certain game. That's right. Yeah. The loyalty is there. It's, it's always going to be there. What you mentioned about content, yeah. that also plays a big role when you're trying to build an audience because um, when you put out quality content, the more people can relate to it, the more people will be intrigued about your page and then the more people will join in and um, be part of the community. So um, with this, I was just wondering, where do you see yogurt gaming like 10 years from now? Have you looked that far or that far ahead or do you have any plans in the future? To be honest, I want it to grow. You know, I mean, who doesn't want yes. to be able to stream for a living, to do what you love for a living? I do see it growing. Um, I've put a lot more effort into putting videos out there. These videos are still catered to the Ragnarok online community, but I've slowly started putting a lot more videos out there. 20 of my PVP videos in the last two months. So I'm putting a lot more effort into really starting to grow the, the, the community around. Again, I'm still trying to get good at it, but I'm really going back to the basics. I'm really going back to building it up from the bottom up. Uh, I have a gig this Sunday nice. <laughs> where I'll be shoutcasting for one of the Ragnarok online mobile tournaments. That's going to be a big opportunity for my page to get some to get some type of notice. You've always been doing great. And now it's just, it's gonna, it's going to be my first time. <laughs> it's going to be my first time <laughs> shoutcasting this game. Oh, really? <laughs> You've only shoutcasted mobile Yeah, I game. love the game. Only mobile legends. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> It's, it's going to be the first time for me to do it. So, I mean, fingers crossed that it works out. It was already shown on their page. All the advertisements are out there. So, I mean, you'll, you'll probably even see it as long as you follow my page. You'll see, you know, some of the advertisements for that page because I follow their page as well. So that's how the, the algorithm works. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in maybe in 10 years, I think I'll still probably be streaming. I don't really know how big of a page I'll have by then, how big of a following I'll have by then. But yeah, I continue to stream for fun. Um, I have fun with friends on stream. Uh, and right now that's what's important to me. That's great. That's great to hear. Um, can you tell people your FB handles for yogurt and also your Twitch handles, like all your social media platform handles so that they can follow you and they can get to know you better? All the social media is just yogurt. So it's yogurt with five O's. That's Y-O-O-O-O-O-G-U-R-T on Facebook, fb.com forward slash yogurt, twitch.tv forward slash yogurt. On YouTube, I was able to get yogurt gaming, yes! which is great. I haven't really uploaded a lot of videos there yet, but I'll slowly start uploading some videos this year. New year, new me. Looking forward Just to kidding. it. Just kidding. Not really a new me. <laughs> but I, I, I want to start by getting the brand out there. I've already actually uh, reached out to... New year, new platform. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna start by making the logo, um, getting the logo to, to really get out there. Um, it's, it's funny because when they asked me to do the shoutcasting thing for the Ragnarok uh, tournament on Sunday, they asked me, Mike, what's your logo? I said, I don't have one. I'm a simple guy. <laughs> 
I don't have one. Can you make one for me? And they so they just they just made one for me, which is just really the the just yogurt in a fancy font is really all it was. So oh. I've specifically picked this out because it's five O's. Everything other than that is probably not me. Okay, got it. <laughs> it's five O's, no more, no less. Uh, unless you're on YouTube again, which is yogurt gang. Yogurt so, will, yeah. with still five O's and then gaming. Is that right? No, no, no. I actually got yogurt the yogurt. Ooh, good on ya. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if anybody wants yogurt gaming, I can sell that to you. <laughs> Come on, you're gonna build it. Like it's yogurt, yogurt <laughs> gaming, yogurt gaming on Facebook is already taken. It's it's a mobile. He's a mobile legend streamer too. Oh. Uh, his last stream was last year. <laughs> <laughs> Before I changed, I think I was still Multisphere Gaming last year. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, at least now you got YouTube and, you know, he ain't got nothing on you now because he got YouTube. I do. I do. I'm going to start again. I'm going to slowly start uploading more videos there. It's just very difficult on YouTube because I like my videos to have some background music. It's very dangerous to do that on YouTube because of the copyright stuff. Oh, yeah. On Facebook, it's a little bit more, it's a little easier simply because Facebook has a contract with some of the bigger bigger labels so that their content creators use most of their music. So oh, yeah. We're a little bit safe here. YouTube, not so much. Yeah, as long as you learn the ropes, then I'm pretty sure that you'll be able to, to make it on YouTube the way that you made it on Facebook. And I'm really so proud of you, buddy. I'm just so happy with uh, your creative outlet in gaming and how you've built your community through your shoutcasting and I can't wait to hear what you have for for this coming Sunday. Thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is Aubrey, and you're listening to It's All Material. New episode every Thursday at 7 p.m.